Okay, talk a little bit about Shavuos and some other things. Chazal tells the Gemara tells us that there was an Amira. His name was Mar Bered Ravina. Mar, the son of Ravina, and if he had a tzairach, if he had a need to fast any day of the year, for example, a tainus chalayim or something like that, he would fast, even if it would be Shabbos, fast the tainus chalayim on Shabbos, except for three days of the year, even if he had the need to fast, he would not. And those three days were Shavuos, Purim, and Arab Yaimakipurim. Shavuos, Purim, and Arab Yaimakipurim. Even if he had the need to fast, he wouldn't. Shavuos, the Gemara says, Yaim Shanitna by Taira. This is the day the Kwaiso received the Taira. Purim, it says, Yimei Mishta Vesimcha. So you have to eat. And Arab Yaimakipurim, it says, Anyone who eats on Arab Yim Kippur's Kilo. He fasted Erev Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur. So those three days, he would not fast. The Vilna Gain says, what these three days have in common is that they are all celebrations of Kabbalah Tatayra. Shavuos is obvious. Yom Chazal tell us, we got the Luchas Akrainas. So that was a Kabbalah Tatayra, which the Graz explaining that the Simcha of Arab Yayim Akipurim is the Simcha of the Kabbalah Tatayra of the next day. You can't make a Simcha on Yom Kippur because the Tatayra says you have to fast. So when do we celebrate the Lucha Shniyais? We celebrate Arab Yom Kippurim. And then Purim also came of Kiblu. The Klai Yisrael were Mechabal Baratzayin. In the times of, the, the, of our Sinai, it was Kafalem HaKegiges, and we are Mechabal Baratzayin. So each of these days, says the Gra, is the day of Kabbalah Satayra, and therefore for the Simcha of Kabbalah Satayra, he wouldn't fast even if he had a need to fast. And we'll get to that a little bit later, um, to the Indian of not fasting or eating on the day of Kabbalah Satayra. But the Akdama to that is, the Akdama is that we find another common thing that each of these days have. And that is, each of these Kabbalah Satayra had Akdama to it, had something that came before it. And that is, there was a Hisairus Gedayla for Tzvila. Before each of these Kabbalah Satayra, we find that there was a Hisairus Gedayla in Tzvila. Tzvila and Tzvila go together. Without Tzvila, Tzvila doesn't work. It doesn't happen. The Akdama for Kabbalah Satayra had to be a Chizik in Tzvila. So, Purim, we mentioned when we talked about Purim, 
how the entire nace of Purim has to be brought about through Tzvilah. It's only through Tzvilah, nothing else. Yemaki Purim. We've also mentioned other times that the 40 days before Yom Kippur was days of Tzvilah for Kla Yisrael, of fasting, of being mispalo. Before Kabbalah Satyra of Shavuos, so this we have to examine a little bit and see the, where we see the Chizuk and Tzvilah. So the truth is, we learned Parshas Kisaytse and we learned Parshas Amalek. And Amalek was the thing that occurred, the event that occurred, occurred before Kabbalah Satyra. And when we learned the parish of Amalek, so we were supposed to have seen there an Itziv, a Hamiktavar, who explains the smichus between Mishkalites and Amalek. The Chazal said, Ba'avoyin Mishkalites Amalek came. And then the Tziv explained that there were no Mishkalites in the Midbar. Rather, it was the concept of a lack of Amuna. Mishkalites represents a lack of Amuna. Stealing could be Taiva. You want someone else's thing. Cheating penny by penny, nickel by nickel is not a Taiva thing. That is a Chesaron and Amuna. A person doesn't believe that the Rabbi Nishalaylam is able to give him his Parnasa. Everyone looking at Jagasa. So that's what it means, Vavoy Mishkalais. There was no Mishkalais, but Kla Yisrael had said in Parshish Bishalach, Hashem Bikir Bainu Imayin. Kla Yisrael said, Where's the Rabbi Nishalaylam? It was a lack of Emunah. But it wasn't just a lack of Emunah. Because you could ask yourself, Is Kla Yisrael crazy? They just finished Kriyas Yamsuf. They want to know where the Rabbi Nishalaylam is. What's going on here? So the truth is, the Nitziv over there in Parshas Bishala, which is the Hashlama to that Nitziv, explains that of course Klai Yisrael understood that this is the Rabbanu Shalom Lamaila Midarech HaTeva. When we're drowning in the Yamsuf, he's going to make a big Kriyas Yamsuf and it's going to split. But when we're not in the world of Maifsim, we're in the day-to-day living. Hayesh Hashem B'Kirbeinu? Rabbanu Shalom is he B'Kirbeinu in our midst every moment? We're thirsty now. Shem's not going to make all of a sudden that wells and springs are going to sprout up everywhere. It's not going to be a nice nigla. This is day-to-day living. What's Rabbi Nishalam? Is there Rabbi Nishalam? Is this part of the Teva? We have to find our own way. So the Rabbi Nishalam brought Amalek. Because Amalek is the symbol of Teva. Amalek is the symbol of Teva. They don't believe in the Rabbi Nishalam. When they came to fight against Klai Yisrael, they took the people who they saw on the stars weren't going to die on that day. They did everything with Fidera Chateva to their pa- as possible as they could do in order to fight Klai because they are the symbol of Teva. They are the exact opposite of Klai They are the exact opposite of Tyra. They are the symbol of Teva that the Rabbeinu Shalom Hashem Sa'aret that the Rabbeinu Shalom is not running the world. He may have created it but he's not busy with it anymore. There's no Ashkacha Pratis. Once in a while he gets bored. Maybe he'll make a mypus just to keep things exciting. But day to day he has better things to do than take care of people. That's the symbol of Amalek. That's why we said Amalek. That's why Hashem hates Amalek so much because he's like the Ghana. He's afraid of the. He's afraid of. He's afraid of people, but he's not afraid of the Rabbi Nishlam. Not afraid of the Rabbi Nishlam. He doesn't believe the Rabbi Nishlam is involved here. They're the symbol of Teva Amalek. So therefore, they'll come along and say. Klai Yisrael, there were Maifsim, Kriyas Yamzov. That's wonderful. But now, this is normal. Normal, we're going to go and fight against them. 
And we're going to go with as much Teva as possible. So what was, how did Klai Yisrael fight against that? What did Rabbi Nishon want Klai Yisrael to see here? Obviously, if the Einish was a lack of Akara of the Rabbi Nishon in the Teva, so the Tikkun, the Tshuva, the Hatzalah, must be the lesson to teach us how to deal with the Rabbi Nishon in the world of Teva, so to speak. So what can we see from Mohammed Amalek? So we all know, the Pasuk says, V'hoya kashayarim ma'ishez yadav v'gavar Yisrael. Kashayaniyaf yadav v'gavar Amalek. Mashayinu picks up his hands, Klai Yisrael wins. Mashayinu puts down his hands, Klai Yisrael starts losing. So the first question everyone has to ask is, why did he ever put down his hands? What's the, I mean, let them win, they're finished. This is number one. Number two, Chazal asks, the Mishnah Rosh Hashanah says, V'chiyadav shal Moshe ha'isiz molchama, ha'isiz molchama, do the hands of Moshe Rabbeinu make the war, break the war? No, it means that Kozman, he raised his hands, they were Meshavdim, Libon Avi Yashav HaShemayim. Klai Yisrael were Meshavdim, they were the Rabbi Nishon, so they won. He put down his hands, they lost their concentration, so they lost. The question is, what do you mean, Maisha Abenu's hands? Maisha Abenu's hands that brought the Makis on all of Mitzrayim? Ten Makis? Fifty Makis? Two hundred Makis? How many Makis we brought? Maisha Abenu's hands, they were Kareya Sayyam. Maisha Abenu had very powerful hands. Of course, with Hashem. What kind of question is that? Yes, his hands are the ones that made the war. His hands brought Dam and Svardaya and Kinim and Arav and Dever and Kriyas Yamsuf and everything. What kind of question is that? So the Mepharshim asked this question. Moshe Rabbeinu's hands had a lot of kayak to them. So what do Chazal what want with that? So there's a sefer called Yoyim Teruah. And this sefer, is after Rosh Hashanah, and that Mishnah says as follows. And he asks, If you're telling me, Kozman, Moshe Abenu's hands were up, Klaizor, Meshavdim, Lim, Lavir, Shabbat Shemayim, so leave them up. Why did you ever put them down, like we asked before? So he says, Moshe Abenu was the Shliach of Klaizor, his follow. Moshe Abenu was the Shliach Tzibur for Klaizor to David. In fact, the halacha we learned that on a tainus, a shliach tzibur, when you have a tainus tzibur, we don't do this bizman as that, the place can wonder why, but a shliach tzibur has to have two people next to him, on either side of him as he davins, is learned from Moshe Rabbeinu, had Aaron and Chor next to him, by, uh, by Muhammad Amalek. The Rosh says, because if they went to war, they probably fasted, because they always fast. And uh, when you go to war, and that's how we know Tainus Esther, how, why do we fast? Because they went to war, they probably fasted. When you go to war, you fast. Like by Amalek, they were, they, they were fasting. And it's a Tainus Seber, so you have Ashleach Seber, Maishu Rabbeinu, you have Aaron, and you have Kor. We learn from there, Ashleach Seber has to have um, two people, on, a person on either side of him. So Maishu Rabbeinu is Ashleach Seber, Klai Tzel to Daven. 
when Klai Yisrael were looking and they were Meshabdim Libam Avir Shabashamayim, Moshe Rabbeinu's hands had the Kayach to lift themselves up. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu's hands, when they lifted themselves up, he was the Shliach of Klai Yisrael to be Mespalo, and yes, they made the war and they lost the war. When they were up, they made the war. But what gave them the Kayach to lift themselves up? When Kalaj Yisrael were Mispalel and Mishabit Libel and Vishavashamayim, so the Shliach of Kalaj Yisrael, the Shliach Tzibur, his hands started just flying up. Meshabbeinu's hands went up. When they went up, they won the war. If Kalaj Yisrael lost their concentration for a moment, they stopped davening. Meshabbeinu didn't willingly put his hands down. They went down. He couldn't lift them. Other Mepharshim in the Megillah Sattah's other Mepharshim the the Yosef Lekach over there has a different shot in this Gemara. But the way the Yom Shua says Moshe Rabbeinu only had the Kayach to raise his hands when Klai Yisrael's Tzvilas were lifting, lifting them up then his hands went up as the Shliach of Klai Yisrael and they won the war. If they started losing their concentration they got Shvach they stopped davening Moshevenu's hands tried they were like stones they couldn't lift themselves up they wouldn't go up so that's what the Mishnah says we're in his hands it wasn't his hands they were called man his hands were able to go up and then make the war if they weren't davening his hands fell to the ground and they couldn't do anything The Rabbi was teaching Klai Yisrael in the world of Teva how you exist. You want to know You want to know how to relate to the Rabbi Nishalayim in the world of Teva? Tzfilah is the world of Teva. Tzfilah is not Nisan. Tzfilah is Teva. And that's what the Rabbi Nishalayim taught Klai Yisrael with Muhammad Amalek. It wasn't Hashem Yilochem Lachem Vatem Tacharishun, the world of Moifis. You want to know, your Einish was, you want to know in the world of Teva, Hashem Yesh Hashem Bekerbeinu Yimayin, Amalek's going to come and I'm going to show you how you get out of Tzaras to Derech HaTeva. At one time, the Rabbi Nisham had to show them that their Tfilas are the ones that do it. How did he show them? He showed them with Moshe Rabbeinu's hand. That was an ace as it's in itself. We don't see that any other time with the tefillah. But it was a one-time thing to show them the Kayach HaTfilah in the world of Teva. The Nitzvah in Parshas Chukah says that that was the, that was the Nisayan of the Mei Meriva. The, yes, the Nitzvah has the whole Mahalach. As Klai got to the end of the 40 years in the Midbar, the Rabbi Nisham started weaning them off of Derech Neis. The Rebbe started teaching them how to live in the world of Teva because they're going to go and tell you they won't know what to do with themselves. The Rebbe wanted to teach them. He said to Moshe Rabbeinu, What do you say to a rock? Give out water? What do you say exactly? What, what was he supposed to say? Says the Medrash. He was supposed to learn a parak echad and be mispalo. <coughs> Says the Nitziv, the Rebbe wanted to teach Klai Yisrael in the world of Teva how you exist. He said, just in case it doesn't work, the Rabbi Shem is not going to leave Klai Yisrael thirsty, you can revert back to the backup plan as always make a mitis, which Moshe Rabbeinu ended up doing. But that's not what the Rabbi Shem wanted. He wanted Klai Yisrael to see the Kayach and the Kayach HaTzvila. The Nitzv is Madjish, the Kayach HaTzvila, in the Indian of Parnassah, in the world of Teva, that the way one lives in this world is with the relationship with the Rabbani Shalalam, the Kayach HaTfilah. 
That's what he wanted to teach them. And that is what the Mechamnes Amalek taught Kla Yisrael. By Sumer Rafidim, they left Rafidim, they left Mechamnes Amalek with that Chizuk and Tzvilah in the Yonim of Tzvilah, now they were ready for Kabbalah Satayra. When they had this Inyan, this Chizuk and the Yonim of Tzvilah, like every other Kabbalah Satayra we show, had a chizik and tefillah before it, Shavuot also had a chizik and tefillah. The entire Machamas Amalek was a chizik for Klai Yisrael and tefillah in the Indian of Vishabdim Libal Navim Shabbat Shamayim. They Mishabed themselves to the Rabbeinu Shalaylam through the Kayach HaTfilah, through Mashabeinu Shashliach Tzibar, as they saw the Payal, they saw how their tefillah affected the war directly. Not always going to be like that, that you see it clearly. You're not always going to understand it. But at least Klaus always taught the lesson. Yes. How do you relate to him You might not have a Maisha Beinu with a Mata, with Maisim. The Kaya Chatzfila is how Klaus deals with the Rabbi Shalom in the world of Teva. So this was the Akdama to Matantaira of Shavuos was Muhammad Samalik was the third time that there was the original actually the first time but the third example of the Kayak Yeah. Why did Moshe need Aaron for? They were not coming up until Because the Shaykh Tiber needs other people next to him. That's what we learned Allah from. And we learned that I mean I thought we were going to Because Tam could be other Bayern Bakur Tam means the Pasik says Tam could be other they held his hands. So even when and it's all the concentration they held down. No, they held down. That's the way the young shul learns. You want to know how he says Shana Basak? I don't know. That's how he learns. Other Mepharshim, the Yais of Lakach and the Megillah says, Adarabba, he bedafka picked his hands up and down to show Klai Yisrael this lesson that if they're Meshavdim, Lina Yishmaim will win, if not, not. To show them that it's Tali also in their Tzvila because the, the Mishnah says when they lift up their, he lift up his hands, they were Meshavdim, Libam. So that means it sounds like the other way around. His hands when they saw his hands raised, everyone started looking to the Rabbi Shalom. He put his hands down, they stopped, and they saw they started learning the, losing the war. Yes, the Black Hawk learns that he Bedaska did it, up and down and up and down, but it's teaching them the same lesson. Here they saw the Kayach HaTvila as it raised up my Benu's hands according to the Anshua. Yes, the Black Hawk and the Gilles learns the opposite, that he Bedaska did it to show them this lesson. Yeah? But if they see that they're saying that every time they're dominant, they're winning, that's Teva. That's what the Rebbe Hashem was trying to teach them. That was Teva. Right. So we have to be taught the lesson once that it, the way we deal with the Rebbe Hashem is with Tzila. We're not always going to get the same results, but the lesson is there. We have to do what we have to do. That is the Chizik and the Kayach HaTzvila. Now, as we move a little bit back to the Indian of of Yom Shanit Nebataira as we said before he didn't fast on these three days because it was the Yom Shanit Nebataira the day Taira was given now Chazal used the same Lashen all three days are really Kabbalah Tataira according to the Gra and he wouldn't fast on the Simcha of Kabbalah Tataira the Gemara tells us the same Gemara that when it comes to all other Yom Taivim there's a Machlaikis how to a person supposed to act one pasuk says Atzeres Hashem Lekecha. One says Atzeres Lechem. One's by Pesach. One's by Sukkis. So one man Damer says, "Well, is Yom Tif Lechem or is it Lashem? Make up your mind. It's Tzuf Sukkis." 
So one man, the Amr says, you have a choice. Ay kul lachem, ay kul Hashem. Choose. A person can choose which one he wants to do. Does he want to be Isaac in Tyre and Tfilah all day, which is kul Hashem, Or does he want to be Isaac in Achilah and Shdi all day lachem? The other man, the Amr says, No. You make a compromise. Chatsi lachem, v'chatsi lachem. Half the young that you spend Tyre and Tfilah, and the other half you spend in Lachem and Achilo Says the Gemara, but Akalmaidim, everybody agrees that Batseres and Shavuos, the Ve'inon Nami Lachem. Everyone, even the Mandamar, who says that on a regular Yamsif you can sit a whole day and learn in Davin and you don't have to eat, you don't have to drink. He admits and he agrees that on Shavuos, Be'inon Nami Lachem, everyone has to agree that there's an aspect of Lachem. Why? My time, what's the reason? Yoim Shanitna Bataira. Again, the concept of you can't spend the day dedicated to the Rabbin Shalom, there has to be a Lachem. And that's why the Gemara brings Marbare Dravina. On these three days, on these three days, he wouldn't fast, because there's Yoim Shanitna Bataira. According to the Grot, each of these days is a Kabbalah Tataira. So what is the Hezver, what is the Pshat here? I would have thought to myself, perhaps the day the Taira was given is the day everyone should agree that it should be Kulay Lashem. This is the day we should dedicate ourselves to the Rabbi Shalaylam. And in fact, if the opposite is true, it seems that this is a day that everyone agrees there has to be an Achil This is a day that everyone agrees he can't, Marbury Dervina wouldn't fast. He would fast on Shabbos. He would fast any other time, but he won't fast on these three Yom Tavim. Says the girl, Kabbalah Satira. So there's two Nikudas that I want to bring out here. Number one, the Meshachachma can't end up here without him. At least, at least one Meshachachma. At least the Meshachachma in Parshas Yisroi asks the question. What Shlemus did Moshe Rabbeinu acquire with Kabbalah Satira? It would seem that Moshe Rabbeinu was at the highest Madrega already before Kabbalah Satira. Was the greatest Navi already? The Ramban really says, all the way back, back in Parshat Shmois, by the story of the Snat, that already then Moshe Rabbeinu was greater than any other Navi. He wasn't at his greatest yet, but he was greater than any other Navi. So what Shlemus did Moshe Rabbeinu get with Matan Taira? Kabbalah Satira asked the Meshachachma. And in the long Arichus, the Meshachachma says, do we have to do this Meshachachma once? Is this extra credit? Uh-huh. You remember? No. So, the Meshachachma in the long Arichus says that the difference between all other Chachmas and Taira is that all other Chachmas of the world are Sichlius. He gets technical with it, with the Tali and Amuna, and Tali and if you believe in the world. But the aside is that all other Chachmias are Sichlius. The person's brilliant. He's the greatest professor there is. He's the biggest expert. So there's no bearing on his moral life. It doesn't have a bearing on his physical life. He could be the biggest maneuver in the world. But he's the biggest professor. Usually they go hand in hand. The bigger the, the, bigger the person is in whatever Chachmat is, the bigger he is also. He's the biggest Balgaiv and Mamela. The bigger the Balgaiv, the bigger the Manuvel is. But Tyra is not like that. Tyra 
is something that has an effect on the entire guf. Torah is something that a person can't be a tamachacham and be a mushkos vanidas. Can't be a tamachacham and give in and be a slave to his taivas and his etahara. Torah has a reishem on the person. When a person does a mitzvah, it's not just an intellectual activity. When a person learns or does a mitzvah, it has an effect on that aver. He's maktish, that aver. He puts kedusha into that aver. He refines his midas, as we said with the Ramban, by Every mitzvah is to help us. Refining our midas, emunais rois. It's all for us. Because Tyra has an effect on the person's guf also. That a person could be, as the lashon of the, of the Mepharshim is, to be mizdachech, to purify his body. He could purify his guf that it be, could become an Indian ruchni. This is something entirely foreign to any other chachma. To any guy, a person, they can't understand such a thing. <coughs> Their idea of Kedusha is to go, to, to lock yourself away. To have a, a priest, he's not allowed to get married. To have a, they, they can't get married. They're not allowed to have any type of that's not what Tyrus is all about. Adarabba, Tyrus is living the world. But be in control of your Tyrus. Break your Tyrus. Purify yourself. Be maktish yourself. That a person becomes, his entire goof becomes Tyrusic. Comes Kadash. That's the Chiddush of Tyrus. Moshe Rabbeinu, before Matan Torah, may have been on the highest madrega humanly possible. But till the Chiddush of Torah came along, his guf was a guf. Shal na'alecha me'araglecha, it says by the snap. The shoe is always, in the, in the world of the Mepharshim of Jerush, is always referring to the guf. You want to have nevuah? Remove yourself from your guf. Ki admas kaydeshu. A guf doesn't have a makam here. There'll be nevuah, there'll be seichel. Yineshama. But the guf, the guf is always a barrier to it. Matan Taira came along, the guf doesn't just become, it's not a barrier anymore. Adarabah. In Parshas Lech Lecha, it says, by Avraham Avinu, I think Lech Lecha, Yeah, in Parshas Lechlecha it says, "Va'even shamizbech l'Hashem anira elav." We mentioned this once before that that he made mizbech Avram Vino l'Hashem anira elav. There, the Meshachachma says that a person's guf, a person could say to himself, "I had a neshama. A neshama was in Shemayim. I learned Torah." The guf is a barrier now to the, so to speak, the airways that are coming from the Rabbi Nishalaylam trying to get the message to my neshama. The guf is, <coughs> trying to get a message to me. But the chumri is the guf, the shmutz of my body. That uh, person doesn't know the, the taiv is the yetzer, it's a barrier to the taiv. Comes along tairas mechadish, you could purify your guf to a point that it's not a barrier anymore. But the Chiddush is, for that the Rabbi Nisham could have left the Nisham and Shemayim. He didn't need the guf here. 
through a person's gulf, the Lashon and the Meshachachme is, it could tur- tire is like a clean machze. says, Mibsari echzelikim. The Lashon chizaya, not just a Lashon of seeing. And in parentheses he writes microscope, which he really means that it magnifies something. Well, if a person purifies his gulf through Tyra, it's not just that the Ruchnius will get then enter into his Neshama. It will be magnified through his gulf. He'll become greater. His Neshama will become to a Madrega that was far greater than it was when it was left in Shemaim or when it was in Shemaim. That's the Chiddush of Tyra, that a person could purify his gulf to a degree that not only is it not a barrier, Adarab, if anything, it helps in his Ruchnius. Moshe Rabbeinu reached that Madrega. That's what was Nitzchadish with Kabbalah Satayra. Because what did the Malachim say when he came up to Shamayim? They had no problem with the Navi having his Seichel in Shamayim. But Mali Yelud Isha The human being, his guf is here. An Ishama we understand will come. But a guf should come up to Shamayim? How is that possible? But Moshe Rabbeinu with Kabbalah Satayra purified himself to such a madrega, his gulf went up to Shemaim, it became an Indian Ruchni, the Loyada Isha's Kfurat, he says the Meshachachma, no one knew his Kfuri, you know why? Because there was no Makam Kfura. He had purified his gulf to such a degree, it was Kulay Ruchni, it went up to Shemaim, his Ruchni, there was no gulf. That's what was Nishadish with Moshe Rabbeinu by Matan Taira, because that's the Chiddush of Taira, that it takes a person and he purifies him, and refines him, and it's mylahim, to madregas and madregas. Therefore, hakol moidin devatzeres bina nami lochem. If a person would sit on shavuos and just learn a whole day, be oisik and tyra and tvila a whole day, they're missing the boat in the kaya chatayra really, or they're not expressing what the tyra really is, because a person could sit and study a math book a whole day too. And you haven't shown the Tyra you'll show it's an intellectual pursuit. It's a wonderful thing. I'm dedicating myself to Tyra. But a person has to demonstrate that the Chiddush Tyra is more than that. That a person can eat Tyra dick. That a person eats and he's mishtat of his goof into the Simcha because his goof is part of the Simcha. Because his goof will become pure through it. person will become refined. So I call Maidin the Vatsaris Vina Nami Lachem. The truth is, to take it a step further, one of the Rishayim, Rabbi David, on that Gemara Sachem says, and the Mandamar says, you could sit and learn a whole day on a regular Yantif, he says, the Mandamar doesn't hold, does, he, it's not that he doesn't hold the Simchas Yantif, he holds you could be Mekayim Simchas Yantif through learning. If you enjoy learning so much, you could be Mekayim Simchas Yantif through learning. So you see Simchas Yantif, it's not a Gashmi's type of pu'ula here. It's an Indian of a mitzvah, of ruchnis. If you could, because you can't be Mekayim, a person goes and eats breakfast, say, you know what, instead of eating breakfast, I'm going to learn. Well, if your breakfast, if a person is all into their Gashmi's, and breakfast is about eating, which for most people it is, so learning is not instead of that. Daven, say, you know what, I'm not eating breakfast, I'm going to daven instead. You haven't replaced it. So if that Mandamar holds, you could replace him, you could be Mikhaim Simchas Yantif learning. So obviously we're dealing with a Ruchnius type of Simchas Yantif. And that he says, you could be Mikhaim with learning. And still, he says on Shavuos, you can't do that. Shavuos, you have to eat. You have to bring your goof into this. 
Why? Because that is the Kayach HaTayrus of the Meshachachma. If a person doesn't realize that a goof is a shutta, that the Chiddush of Tayra was, that it has a, uh, an effect on the person's goof, that when I eat, I'm going to eat in Eifin Ruchni. And I saw this Meshachachma probably, I don't know, however many times I've seen it over the last however many years that I've been learning Meshach Achma but recently I heard a shmooz from a Rashiva Zatar Yisrael he said over this Meshach Achma before Shavuos and he just threw in like one little phrase just gave me this insight into the Meshach Achma and he says from the Meshach Achma it says that this is the reason why everyone agrees you need Lachem so obviously the Lachem has to be a Tairadikah Lachem the Lachem Shavuos is not just okay I daven I learn a whole night or whatever I do and then there's cheesecake this is my department right there's cheesecake chati lachem don't say Hashem has to be in my chati lachem right I didn't bring my lachem into my davening right I left that all for Hashem so this is like the separate there's a chati lachem but that's not the that's not what the hakamayd in the vatzaris bein and ami lachem the aside is that the guf and the achilu and everything could be ba'ayf and kedusha so the lachem has to be a tayradik lachem he said and that's what the meshachachma really means that hakamayd in the vatzaris bein and ami lachem a person has to realize why is it we have to celebrate with our guf because that is the chiddush hatayra to go and then go eat an achila gasa, to have a leitzonis by your suda, or whatever else, and a person, well, it's lachem, right? You're missing the boat of hakomoidim bevina nami lachem. The aside is that a person has to realize that this lachem is also kedusha. The simchas yantiv is also kedusha. The lachem, my goof, is also Indian of kedusha. Yeah? You're eating after meal and you're enjoying the food. So, like you're talking about Torah. Torah, make brachas karai. Yeah, if a person doesn't properly, he infuses kedusha into it. Of course, if you're a big tzaddik, so then you can make. You're, you're eating it like a carbon, right? If you're the only guy and you're eating, it could be a carbon. That's the big madrega. But even in that, what we have to realize, but the, still, you don't eat like a behemoth. A person doesn't eat like a behemoth. A person has to eat like a, like a, a malach is supposed to eat. And with the focus of understanding that we have to infuse Kedusha we want to celebrate with our Guf it's with our Guf but we're celebrating that the Tyra has a Shaykhist to our Guf like we said once before I think we said with the engaged and married couple right with, with Chuppah we said this once before right that the they all ask the question we say we said Nasev and Ishma and yet Kofalem Har Kegigis Rishayinam asked the question already if we said Nasev and Ishma why does Hashem have to put the Har on like a barrel and say either take the Kabbal the Tyra or not I'll bury you so Finkus I once heard on the tape from someone else who heard on the tape from Finkus that he said that one of the Rishayinim says that the Indian of Kapala and Harkigigis was the Indian of Chuppah. The mountain on top was like a Chuppah. So he explains, he says, that what's the difference between an engaged couple and a married couple? An engaged couple really leads separate lives. But once in a while they meet each other to catch up and they, and they come together. And then they go back to their separate lives. A married couple, everything they do is intertwined with each other. Even when they're separate from each other, their lives are intertwined with each other. Everything they do has a bearing, right? Everyone says, my wife will kill me, my husband will kill me if he hears this, right? Say, my husband will never find out, you don't have to tell him, right? But it, it, that's just the way it is. So, um, Nasev and Nishma, Klaito are very happy to be engaged to the Rabbi Nishalayim. Engaged means, we'll meet you by davening, Rabbi Nishalayim. We'll be there for chakras, we'll meet, right? I'm going to go home for breakfast. You can go do whatever you want. It's not, I'm not involved with you at this moment. I'll see you again by Mincha. Right? 
the afternoon, I have things to take care of. That's my business. We'll see you again by Maris. But that's not Tyra. Tyra, Klai Yisrael had a chuppah with the Rabbi Shalom. That means to say, and for that Klai Yisrael needed kafalei and harkigigis. That's not so simple. But a kabbalah satayra is an issue between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbi Shalom. That means to say, you meet the Rabbi Shalom by shachris, and you meet him again by breakfast. And you meet him again in the business world. And you meet him again when you're on the internet. And you meet him again whenever you do whatever you're doing, when you're walking in the street. You're always with the Rabbi Shalom. What the Rabbi Shalom thinks now? Can't hide it from him. That's what Tyra is. Every single pa'ula. Rabbi Yosef used to make a big party on Shavuos. And he used to say, If not for this day, Kama Yosef Ika Bishuka. There's so many Yosefs out in the market. But I'm Rab Yosef. The Mepharshim, Rabbi says this every year, and the Mepharshim Ramadai, why did he say Bishuka in the marketplace? Because he was trying to say, it's not, Tyra is not just in the base Hamedrish. In the Shuk, there's a lot of Yosefs. And without the Tyra, I would have been in the Shuk, a different Yosef. But the Chiddush of the Tyra is that even when I leave the base Hamedrish, and I'm in the market, I'm in the public, I'm in the business world, I'm doing all the things I have to do, I'm not just Yosef, I'm Rab Yosef. Because the Tyra has an effect on everything the person does. It's supposed to at least have an effect in every step of the way. And that was the Chiddush of Kafalam Arkagigis and the Suin, that everything we do is intertwined with the Rabbinah Shalom. Whether it's a Pula Gashmis, whether it's a Pula Ruchnius, it's all intertwined. That's the Chiddush of Tyra. You can't just put it to the side. Every step of the way a person has to be and understand that the Rabbinah Shalom and the Tyra is supposed to be leading him. A person could have Shavisi Hashem Lenagdi Samit and realize that he's always here with the Rabbinah Shalom. It's an unbelievable madrega. Embarrassed to do so many things. Keep a person away from chet. Besides actively doing mitzvahs, saying to Rabbi Nishalayim's here, you always want to please him. You always want to please the Rabbi Nishalayim. When the king is there, you want to please him. So you'll do everything correctly. And it's not just to please him. At the end of the day, it's for your own benefit. Because that's the taklis, and that's the taklis of the Torah. To purify the person, to refine the person, to get the person in every single pu'ul of Gashmias to be in control of himself, to be the balabas, that the Torah is the balabas on him. That's how a person comes to Kedusha. That was the Chiddush, says the Meshachachma, that was Nishadish with Matan Taira. The second thing that I want to bring out here with Yom Shanitna by Taira is as follows. Rashi there says something different. Rashi says, Amekimara, Kalmaidin de Bataris bin Anamilachem, and this I said Chavis and Shul. Yom Shanitna by Taira, says Rashi. You have to be misameach with achilu v'shtiyo. Laharis to show. Shenoyach. Pleasant. Umekubal. And we're accepting this day that we got the Torah. Nasev and Ishma. The Rabbani Shalom went around to all other nations. Shem misinai bo v'zorach misay loma yifim ehar poron. Bosem rivois kodesh. And they all asked Max Ivey. They told them, Lesirtzok, Lesinov. He told them all the things from the left side of the Luchas. Right? All the things that are hard. Don't do this, don't do that. Kla Yisrael, they didn't ask Maxim, they said, Nasev and Ishma. What's the first thing he told them? The whole right side of the Luchas. Says the Gra in Tarek Beis, Pasuk Beis of Shirashirim. Doesn't sound fair. How can it be? 
seems for them you play favorites. The guy he told them the hardest thing, Shayef, and Clyde, so he told them all the wonderful things first. Says the Gra, doesn't say these words exactly, but Rebbe always says it this way, that Moshe Lomad a person owns a store, someone comes in, and the salesman, he's an expert already, he knows that this type of customer is what we call a nudnik. What's a nudnik? Nudnik is, they have, make you take out everything in the store to see, and then they don't buy anything. You climb up on the, can you get me that thing up there? What about the one behind it? Take out 400 things. You know what? I'm not sure. Uh, I have to think about it. Right? And they leave. And you're left with the store to clean up. So what do you do if you know such a customer is coming in? Very simple thing. Can't lock the door. So you bring out the biggest schmata that you have, and you tell them the most exorbitant price possible, and they look and say, so much money for this thing, goodbye, I'm out of here. So anyway, why waste your time? If a guy asks the Rabbi Nishom, says the Grand Shirashir, he's not serious about buying the Tyra here. He's not really interested. So how do you get rid of it? You say, oh, you, you're this type of nation? What's the hardest thing possible for you to keep? That's it. That's my Tyra. Here it is. The most expensive thing. Here it is. Goodbye. So, that's what he did to all the Umm Asylum. what did they do? They didn't ask Maxib We were interested. Nasev and Ishma. That's Rashi Masech the Shabbos. Nasev and Ishma. We trusted the Rabbi Nishalaylam. If he's offering us a Tyra, it has to be good. With our Tzmimus. Our Emunam, the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Our simcha being makabah, whatever he wants to give us. So therefore, what does the Pasuk say? Hashem Misinai Bavazarach Misair Lamai? Miminai Yeshnas Lamai. When it came to Klaiso, Miminai. He started from the right side of the Luchas. So the guy and he went from the left side. They weren't interested customers really. So just tell them, why say it's a Klaisin of goodbye? Klaiso, Miminai Yeshnas Lamai. Because we were, we were interested in the Torah. We had a moon under Rabbi Nishalaylam. We subjugated ourselves to what the Rabbi Nishalaylam has in mind for us. It was an unbelievable level of emunah that came after the chizuk in tefillah that we spoke about before by Amalek of Meshavdim Libam Laviyah Shabbat That's Shpitz Emunah. Tefillah is Emunah Bipayo. We said so many times. Emunah Bipayo. That a person puts Emunah into action that's through Tefillah. That's expressing our amun and the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Klaisa was on the level, they said, Nasevedishma, we trust everything is for sure going to be good. If you're giving to us, we're taking it. That was Nasevedishma. But now it's how many thousands of years later? We experienced the Tyra. There were wonderful times in our history. There were a lot of bad times in our history. They were right with us, they killed us. Is now that we're really experiencing the Tyra, remember we're forced into it. Now, there's days we can't eat, there's days we have to eat, there's t- types of business we could do, there's people we could marry. There's a lot of things. Will we still say Nasim and Ishma today? This person still say? Will we still say Nasim and Ishma today? I don't know. Could be. The Rabbi Nisham is a little bit supak when we are Klaisho standing in their commitment to the understanding that the Tyra is the best thing in the world possible to give to us comes along Shavuos and says you have to make a simcha to sit and learn a whole day doesn't show you're happy with the Tyra it shows you're an avid to the Tyra which is a wonderful madrega no one saying we are avadim but are we are the avadim that says Nasim and Ishma are we willing avadim are we willing to get out of our chayrus of being free from Tyra 
and to be and to be the biggest above impossible be Avdei Hashem which is the true Chayrus once we're here we're stuck but do we want to be here B'Simcha Atzuma comes along Shavuos and says you don't learn a whole day you make a Simcha a Simcha is with Achille B'Shtiyah that's everyone agrees to that Laharois we have to show that we're snoyach, we're happy, umekubul, and we're accepting this day we got the Torah. It's our proclamation of Nasev and Ishma year in and year out. By having a Simchan Shavuos is our way of saying to the Rabbi Shalom, we're much happier the way we are now. As they say, it's better to die as a Yid than to live like a God. It's hard. But it's the biggest chus in the world. I said Shabbos that it says by Shevet Kahas. Shevet Kahas used to fight for the chus. Mishpachas Kahas. Fight for the chus of carrying the Aaron. Even though Mishpachas Kahas was the smallest Mishpacha and Levi, because they died carrying the Aaron. Because you have to carry the Aaron if you're Messiah Tas, if you don't have the proper covenant to the, the minutest degree. That's it. And they died. They had a lot of other choices. Kos carried the Menorah, Kos carried the Mizbeach, the Shulchan, all the Kalim. But they all ran for that Tzchus, because it's Kedai. It's Kedai that Tzchus, of carrying the Aaron with all the dangers that come. The dangers don't mean anything. And the same thing is with Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael has to reaffirm Nasev and Ishma that we realize, yes, we don't say Maxim Bey. We realize it's Kuloi for our Taiva. That everything about it is for our Taiva. Just like Klai Yisrael, Nasev and Ishma, we, we, we reaffirm our Nasev and Ishma by being Misameach and Shavuist, by making a Simcha and showing that we're still happy with the Taiva. This is the Yisai of Shavuist. So many different inyanim here, and really, Taira is a lifetime affair. It's not just Shavuos, not just Kabbalah Taira. Number one, you see, it's Purim Shavuos and Yom Kippur. You have half the year ready over here, more than half the year already focusing on Kabbalah Taira. But this is it. As you go out now into the world of the big wide world out there, there's a lot there, and a person has to realize, as we've said countless times throughout the year, that the ikker is to realize. That the Taira is a Dabar Chashev. That the Taira is something, it's the biggest Chos in the world. It takes work. It takes work not to convince ourselves, to reconvince ourselves. Because we live in the world that everything looks all glorious out there, and all the Taivas, and all the Hanas, and all the things, and everything looks like a big, it's a beautiful world. Solomon once said that the minute of trees in the Besaknesses on Shavuot used to be a minute of evergreens. I don't know where he got that from. That's what he once said. So, I probably, the first thing, it made no sense to me. An evergreen is like a Kratzmach tree, right? So, Madnazach, then I realized it's Dover Pashat. What happened with all the leftover evergreen trees? The Jews were Mechadish, the Gayim should use it for their holiday, right? To make a, well, you go sell them to the Gayim. It was a Jewish business, probably. That's where it started. Where did they get it from? An evergreen tree to, to decorate? Some, all the leftover trees the Jews had. Some throw out a tree. So, you know, you sell it and finish and make a business. So, you're Mechadish, right? Who, who made up uh, Mother's Day? American Greetings, right? So, they got business. It's all, all these things are, it's all business. So, that's probably what happens. He says, why an evergreen? Evergreen's a real dull tree. Right? He says, because that's the Yisoyah of the Eitzachayim. The evergreen, as it sits, and the winter fall comes, and it looks around, so to speak, at all the other trees, as they start turning beautiful colors. 
I say, oh, I'm a dull green, nothing, I never change, nothing ever happens to me. Look, this tree is so beautiful. And then what happens? They start falling down. That's also nice. Look at them. The wind comes and the trees fl- and the leaves fly up and they go this way and they go that way. It looks like they're flying here, they're flying there. It's so exciting. But yet we all know that as those trees start, to, the leaves start turning color, they're starting to die. And as they fall off this tree, they're dead. They go up here, they go there, they're flying around. Those are dead leaves flying around. The evergreen remains green because it's remaining alive. The world looks out there all colorful. People are doing things. People are hap- things are happening. It looks like so geschmack. We have to remember the Eitzachayim. It's green. The job is to make it exciting. Because that's how in our door I think we have to fight against the excitement or the lack of excitement. But the empty excitement that's out there. We have to make Torah and Mitzvahs exciting for ourselves, for our families, for our children. That's the only way to do it. To make such a geschmack in Torah and Mitzvahs. That yes, we're Avadim, but it's not Sabanishma, it's the biggest chutz. So we say, we don't want people to sacrifice for Tyra. The different shmuz, you look at my sefer that you all have on Rus, you'll see the Indian, the difference in Rus and Naomi is if you sacrifice for Tyra. But first, we don't want people sacrificing for Tyra. Sacrifices only last a certain amount of time, and then the person has enough. There's expenses in being a year. There's expenses in Tyra. There's expenses in learning. They're all investments. Like I would say, go on a trip. You have to wake up early. It costs $50. But you end up in Niagara Falls. Anyone look at that whole trip and say, I never. They all have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And it costs them $50. One ever said that. Because everyone realized you got to wake up early. It's a long day. But it's the most geschmack thing in the world. And you have to pay some money. That's what Tyra is. You look at Tyra and say, it's hard, it's rare, I can't eat this, I can't that. Or if I'm going to be the one who's going to learn in Kailul for a very long time, so I'm not going to have this luxury, I have the luxury, I'm going to sacrifice for Tyra. That's not for you then. That's, we're not looking for sacrifices. If someone feels they're sacrificing something, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for them, it's not a good thing for anyone. You can't sacrifice. If it feels the biggest cause, it doesn't mean that you get everything. But it's an investment. Again, as I say this every year, and I'll say it all the time, that you'll never hear from me that a person is mechuyiv to sit in Kailo and marry someone sitting in Kailo for the rest of their lives. You'll never hear it from me, because there's all different types of people in the world. Because some people are going to feel like they're sacrificing. You know what happens if you sacrifice? Then you sacrifice for three, four years, and then now it's someone else's turn to sacrifice. No one, carbonists don't last forever. They only last a certain amount of time until all the resentment pours out. A person has to realize, if you're cut out for it, it's a schus. To realize it's a schos. But one thing I say every year, this you will hear from me. And that is, even if you're the person, now again, before I even get to that, Avada in a daima, a house that revolves around Kalei Kaidish, you can't be madamit to Masrike Taira. Masrike Taira is a Mari de Gazak. You can't be madamit. But the world has to have all types of people in the world. And therefore, everyone has to know what they're cut out for, what their tachlis is. And in their tachlis and what they're cut out for, they have to do their best. But what you will hear from me is, and again, only if it's possible, that a person may say to themselves, okay, it's not for me, I want to. My husband said, Yalala Bos, Kavetim The world needs them, it's a wonderful thing. And sometimes you look around and you say to yourself, well, I want to be like that family. That family, the husbands, Kavetim and this. And yet, you don't really know how that family began. You see them now, 20 years down the line. But many a times, the family started 
which means to say even if you're the person who's not cut out for it you can't say to yourself well if I'm not going to have my husband or I'm not going to sit in Kyla for 15 years so what's 3 years worth or what's 1 year worth or what's a half a year worth starting married life revolving around 2, 3 star in a day Put Sharashim of Kedusha in the Mishpacha. I don't know it. I can't see Sharashim of Kedusha. I don't see how they sprout. But it's, it's Pasha by me that there's a difference in what comes out afterwards. And again, if it's Shayat, if it's not Shayat, it's not Shayat. Every person, you have to down up the situation as is. But I've had friends who was never in their interest to stay in Kailo. Their wives' families from the Shmaltziest of Shmaltziest families never heard of Kailo, don't believe in Kailo, anti-Kailo, whatever the words are. And they said, you know what? I want to sit and learn for a year. It's a different mishpacha. It has to be. It's borrowed by me. It's a different mishpacha because of that. It's the first one ever in the family from ten sons-in-law always going into family business. This one said, no, I'm going and I'm going to learn for a year, a half a year. Every zman, the haschala of everything is... It's going to have, the, those are the Sharashim you set up. And therefore you may not know, you ne- may never know, but you can't make light of it. So again, you'll never hear from me, Kailu, forever, for everyone. However, you will hear as an Eitzatayva for anyone to start off with Sharashi HaKedusha. So that's number one. To give a Hashivas for Taira, not sacrificing for Taira, Hashivas for Taira. And number two, as we said dozens of times, to live with the Rabbi Nishalayim, to try to see the Rabbi Nishalayim, to inspire to the Rabbi Nishalayim. I read in the Bina magazine that a lady said, They told me 20 years ago I was Pater from Davening, but they never told me that I'd be a different person without it. And at first I said to myself, You know what? She's really right. It's a sad thing. But then I said, you know what? She's really wrong. Because it's true. A lady's potter from davening. But as we've said so many times, a lady's not potter from making a bracha. She's not potter from birchot hamazen. She's not potter from so many other things where if she just thinks for a moment, she could accomplish the same thing that Spila will accomplish and maybe even better because she'll be rushed during her davening. So many things during the day that we do anyways, we just do them with a little kavana. You say a, you say a bracha out loud, you say a bracha with kavana, you're doing it anyways, you're benching. You could start living with the Rabbi Nishon that way. You're going to make Ishtavlis, say a capital to hell, and you're living with the Rabbi Nishon. That you're not potter from. And Muna and Betachan, you're not potter from. So yes, it's true, she wasn't informed. <coughs> that even though you're potter from Tvila, you're right, you're going to be a different person, but you don't have to be a different person. So I'm not pastoring anyone from Tzila here. However, but when the tear does come, as the Shashem, I give you all the bracha, your tear does should come, the car of Mamish, that you'll realize if you do take advantage of that tour, which might just happen, you must find ways to see the Rabbi Nishalayim in the daily living, in everything we're doing anyway. Do it with a drop more kavana, takes ten more seconds. You're in a rush. You're eating anyway, so eat for a second less. You'll start living with the Rabbi Nishlalem. You could come to that Hakkar of the Rabbi Nishlalem, and that's what we showed today. Is Zachana for, tvi, for Tyra. Tfilah is Zachana for Tyra. Every Kabbalah of Tyra had Tfilah before it. You want Tyra in your house? Whatever the Tyra is, everyone needs Tyra in their house. It has to come along with Emunah and be talking in the Tfilah. The Tfilah, something comes natural to Nashim. It doesn't have to be a Tfilah Kua. But everything that the person does throughout his whole life has to revolve around living with the Rabbi Nisham, walking with the Rabbi Nisham, seeing the Rabbi Nisham. If you take some of these, you this, 
Hopefully you'll continue growing and you will live with the Rabbi the Rabbi shower his brachas upon you. I make one request every year from the girls and that is the best Hashem give you the bracha in the right time. Please, I don't want to read about it in the Yatad. Pick up the phone, say, call, 216, you call my number, and you don't have to say it. You just say, Rabbi Gross, my name is Zonza, I'm engaged, goodbye. That's all you have to say. That's it. I'll take care, I'll take care of the conversation from there, don't worry. But that's it. Just say, call us, I'm engaged, goodbye. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes after you engage, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes after you engage, oh, but you know, by the next morning, at least before, at least before the next edition of, you know, the Ated or the Yeshiva World Simchas come out. Okay. Have a good job.